There's no body checking in soccer. Nope, man. there isn't. Crossover. I don't have to watch any more stinky football. I mean, I can still watch stinky football. Why don't we just call it Corsi and file it under the uh, the over-analytical stats rug? Crossover Sportscast. He can only throw to the one receiver, and that's the dirt. With Sean Perrin. I love carpet. Your high school team was so bad that you wish that they cut you. And Jordan Hasselbeck. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to cut people. Oh, We're talking about how much you love carpet. Crossover. We're going to have a bunch of buck-tooth idiots in our town coming up soon. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Crossover Sportscast. This is our third week now. Third week in a row, and I'd say um, successfully so. What about you? Nice way to adjust your mic during the show. That's okay. It's ambient sound. <clears throat> well, who are you? I don't know who you are because you never introduced yourself. I didn't, actually. I'm uh, I'm Sean, and uh, over here to my right, Jordan that's, Hasselbeck. that's camera right, of course. Yes. Um, Jordan Hasselbeck. And uh, this mm-hmm. episode, we'll just, uh, we'll just get that out of the way right away. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Into the Music. Just want to do a little callback here. You almost said not even the press box. Did I? You almost, I swear you did. What, at, right at the beginning? I just, yeah, I got to call you out on that real quickly. <laughs> but okay, into the music. Into the music, yeah. So um, what goes on there? They, uh, they, it's, um, obviously it's a music store and you can find it in the exchange right on McDermott. Uh, McDermott and Maine there, right at the back. Right next to Pita Pit? Right next to Pita Pit, yep. 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 Um, McDermott and Albert actually is what it is, but um, yeah. So if you're into if you're into music of any kind, uh, especially metal, they've got a really great selection of metal, and it's actually one of the last one of the last good selections of metal left in the city. Um, a lot of record stores have been closing lately, but uh, these guys are still going strong. They're bringing back vinyl. You can find the brand new Slayer uh, on vinyl there. Uh, also, the new Iron Maiden Book of Souls is out, and that. Believe it or not, Jordan, that album is an hour and a half long. Is that long for an album? I guess it is. It's about double that's, what an album is, right? That's really like insanely long for an album. Well, that's okay. You know, that's that's a lot of things to listen to while you're not listening to us, because well, you know you can't always listen to us, and there's no point in listening to anybody else. So that's, that's to true. Yeah. So so we we got you covered for podcasts, yeah. and then um, okay. and then go go to uh, into the music for all your other uh, listening uh, enjoyment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Final. One one quick thought about about the new Iron Maiden. I don't know. You're, you're probably not a Maiden fan. No, nope. um, well, Maiden's fine. I like some of their old stuff. I, I am, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like a religious Maiden listener by any means, but I I am um, a Maiden fan. Um, and and like I've got my favorite albums for sure. Um, but this new one, nope. Nope. Don't nope. like it. Nope. Just no. Nope. Really. And like they haven't released a good album in at least their last three. So don't go buy that into the music. Don't go buy that. Buy but, other but, things. <laughs> but yeah, buy other things. <laughs> buy, buy, buy other things from them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a record player at home? Uh, I don't. You know, I do want one, but um, I mean, it's almost like at this point in my life, it's like, what's the point of starting another collection? You know, like I was really proud of like the CD collection that I had. Like I've got over 200 CDs, probably even more actually, probably yeah. like $1,000 worth of CDs at home. And um and then, you know, I was really proud of that. And then I had my CD player and my big speakers and everything and everything was going fine. And then all of a sudden CDs became obsolete yeah. and nobody was selling them anymore and nobody's making them anymore. And it's like, what do I do? I don't even have a CD player anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely don't own a record player, but uh, when I go to my friend's cabin, we, uh, we always listen to records. We don't listen to metal records. We listen to the kind of music you listen to cabin. Like uh, we have the greatest hits of Tragically Hip on record. Oh, dude, I your love, favorites. Love the Tragically so Hip. So good. We yep. listen to that. It's like you can't get any more Canadian than that. Listening to a record, well, In at the a woods. cabin yep. of the Tragically Hip, the <laughs> yeah. most Canadian band ever. And it's like I remember we're sitting there and my buddy and I were talking about the album. And we're like, you know. Uh, Firework starts playing. He's like, you know, this is the third most Canadian song of all time. And then the next song plays, it's Wheat Kings. And it's like, this is the second most Canadian <laughs> yeah. song of all time. And I'm like, yes, this is Canada right here. And it's it's beautiful. You know, like it's it's being in a cabin, you know, you get the wood around you, the sounds of nature, all that. You're far away. You add the like the crackling of uh, vinyl in with that and yep. some tragically hip. And it's like, it is pretty much just the best experience you can have. It's funny that you say the crackling of the vinyl. That's actually one of my favorite things too. And, and, and being out at the cabin. So you got the crackling of the fire, uh, the, the, the vinyl, mm-hmm. the crackling of the fire and the cracking of the beers. It's a lot of the cracking. trifecta of cracking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, and it all leads to good times. Doesn't it, it does. It does. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's jump right into it. 
Oh, yes. You went, well, I'll just start with a little story I got here. Yeah. So before this, I, I had, you know, went to the washroom, sitting down in the oh, stall. Oh, boy. Right? It's going to be one of these. Yeah, what would I know. Kenton, what would Kenton say? I know, right? Think about well, that before you tell this story. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. So I, I'm going to keep it, like, nice and clean, as clean as you can keep it <laughs> if the story involves the bathroom. Right. And I leave, I leave the stall, right? We'll go to wash my hands, and there's a dude standing, like, a foot away from the stall waiting to get in there. I have no idea how long he was standing there for. Wait, wait, he's standing outside your stall that yeah, you're- to, like, use it. There is only one stall in this bathroom, but still, there's other bathrooms around throughout this school. There's tons of them. So, like, was he staying there for, like, five seconds? Was he staying there for five minutes? Was like, he listening to you poop? Well, I hope not. Wouldn't that be weird? Well, he went after he went in after <laughs> me, and I'm sure his senses weren't exactly uh, happy. Well, I mean, I sat down on it, and somebody had recently been there because it was all warm. But, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, warm you know. toilet seats. That's not the great. Worst. Anyway, like, is, like, what is the procedure? Is he in the wrong? Is, is that totally inappropriate for him to do? You know, I think I think that that's um... also I'm pretty sure I just had my eighth voice crack right there. Of our oh, series. I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad you're keeping track of that. Yeah, I know. No, I think I think that you're right. I think there is definitely like an etiquette when it comes to um waiting to poop in public like and you you said he was standing well, I wasn't gonna how, say the p word but how how close was it well it's, you know there there are grosser <laughs> ways to express what you're talking about yes. right? is there not um how 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 close did you say he was standing to the stall and like was he, he went, right in front of the door like you could he could have reached with his elbow and touched the door the door yeah the door like okay. the stall door. Okay, so that that to me no, that, that, that's that, wrong, right? That, that's I mean, totally that, that's wrong, totally yeah. wrong. But even just standing there and waiting, like I never wait for a bathroom. It's like like if especially at school here, because there's so many options. It's just like oh, I'll just go somewhere else. So I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's a little bit creepy. Yeah. Anyway. That's that's my story. Any comment? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to leave man. it at that. Okay, yeah, so we start I, off with a little, little bit of toilet talk. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to jump to the next. A little bit of music, little toilet. A little music, little toilet. Now let's uh, let's get into the sports real quickly. Uh, so here's an interesting story that I don't know if you heard about. I just got to go to my favorites because I favorited this tweet just recently. I don't know how to check your favorites on uh, on the computer. Anyway, it's uh, Zach Bogosian's Hurt. That's that's what it is. Zach Bogosian's hurt, eh? Did you hear about that? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. Uh, do we know? Do we know what what uh, what the scoop is? Give me one second here. I'm just pulling it up because I know who it was that tweeted it out. Okay, Z- uh, Bogosian has a lower body injury and is day to day. Sabers have played one preseason game and mm. he's already hurt. Zach Bogosian, the man made of glass. Yeah, and uh, and and I swear every single day since the day of that trade, it's been looking better and better. I think we're great. We saw Tyler Myers today. Or yesterday, rather, at yesterday, uh, the Jets yeah, game. Yeah, we Pretty did. obvious who he is because I mean, uh, he's literally two, more than a head taller than everyone else. Yeah, he's like a head and a half taller than I am. And uh, and I walked past him and I, I literally felt small. You know, like, I'm not a big dude, but I'm also not really a small dude either. And, like, I felt I felt tiny <laughs> compared to him. You know, I got to say this about standing around with all the hockey players yesterday at the press box uh, at the Jets game. So there was a lot of wild... Uh, players that were there just, you know, watching their teammates play, yeah. wild prospects, guys that aren't, you know, normally in the lineup, guys I didn't recognize, but they were clearly hockey players from the way they dress and act and all that stuff. Um, but they, like, I'm sure that all of the, like, I don't know their heights on paper, all those guys, but I guarantee it, like, it's pretty favorable, like, they're saying they're six feet tall or six foot one. I'm six feet tall. I was taller than most of them. Not, Ed, obviously not Myers, but, like, I just, you know, I just that, this is me saying that, uh, those stat sheets, those roster sheets, they lie about height. They are they measure them with their skates on or something. Like for it example, that's be. that's nine, by the way. <laughs> I heard that one, yeah. I'm six, so I'm gonna have a lot of them today. Um, <laughs> no, like it's just I get it. I get why they do it, but I, I hear like you. Martin Saint Louis, there's no way he's five foot what do they have? Five foot eight? Uh, I don't even At know. best he's five six, five five. Like could check it out real quick. They, they measured him with his skates on while he was standing on a wooden box. Like he is a tiny human being. But, you know, what is it on paper, right? Uh, that's the way it always is. A guy like Myers, they probably have an accurate height on. But you look at a guy like Myers stand next to St. Louis, and he is obviously uh, more than just a foot taller than They're him. They're giving him five foot eight. Yeah, he's not five foot eight. He's five foot six, maybe. Yeah, I mean I'm that seems that's that seems very very liberal as you were as you were uh, alluding to there. And and you know what, I, I would tend to agree. Um, and there were there were a lot of players uh, in in the box last night, and and I I fully agree with you. I was as tall and in some cases taller yeah. than them, and it, it is kind of weird. But I, but I wonder though if maybe it's just because of like the the star factor. You know, we see them on TV, so 
in our minds we kind of project them as being like these giant goliaths. But it's not about that. It's it's about what they like they're said on paper. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, for example, I've seen Andrew Ladd in person and Jonathan Taves in person. They're both put down on paper. I think is six foot three or six foot four. They are taller than me. There's no question about it. I've seen them in person. They're they're taller than me. But a guy like uh, Tim Stapleton, who I think they have him listed as 5'10", he is not 5'10". He is 5'8", 5'7", something like that. Yeah. I mean, I know Stapleton doesn't play for the Jets. He hasn't for three years now. But just like I, I just got to say, I think heights heights are a lie. Right. I, I was actually I was also noticing uh, I got I got up close and personal. Uh, well, not not personal necessarily, but I definitely got up close to uh, Andre Pavlik the other day and. Uh, and uh, it was I was yeah he's he's listed as six foot three and uh, he, what do you he, think? he was about about my height maybe slightly taller but I don't know about three full inches taller than me I don't think measured that's... with skates on or something dude yeah maybe they eh? do that yeah. yeah and also those weights the weights don't mean anything that's that's, that's another 10. one that's, that's another one. this <laughs> is gonna be a bad 10. show for me you know <laughs> I went I got one I think I had one the entire last show like I did really well for myself yeah yeah you actually did but. Yeah. Uh, Today is not going to be great. Well, I mean, and to and to be fair to you, uh, you you uh, you I did watch you pop a whole crapload of uh, it was only two illegal drugs they right were before totally the legal. show. <laughs> totally legal. No, I'm just kidding. There were, uh, there, there were there were it was fentanyl, pure pure yeah, fentanyl. pure fentanyl, <laughs> Sudafed actually, which is legal, slightly better. Is Sudafed any fun? You having any fun over there? I'm not doing it to get stoned. Has it kicked in yet? Not yet. No. <laughs> No. Are are you just uh, are you just constantly uh, in a in a <laughs> drugged up stupor from this cold now? You hopped up all hopped up as they say no, on uh, I'm good. Sudafed, now I'm you're good. good. Yeah. All so, right. Nothing nothing exciting to talk about when it comes to taking Sudafed. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like something that's always exciting to talk about is <laughs> taking Sudafed. I, no, one no. of my favorite pastimes on a Friday night oh, is a Jesus. twelve pack and a twelve and then a another a twelve, 12 pack, pack of Sudafed. Of Sudafed. <laughs> a twelve pack of beer and a twelve pack of Sudafed. Why not? Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well so, not, no more talking about our cold medication. No, no. Let's get let's I get guess. right back into uh the press box of the Jets and uh Well let's was, talk about the game, right? Yeah, what did you think of the game? game? The game was boring. Straight up. First period was awful. It was basically just a rust. Yeah, it was both teams trying to shake it off and get back into uh Shake it off. Uh, did shake you go off. did your mind go to the same place mine did? <laughs> Taylor Swift in it. Oh, <laughs> that's where you went, eh? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So yeah, mm. definitely not me. Anyway, um yeah, so yeah. CLR, that's how rusty it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. This episode Dude, is, is brought to you by CLR. That is so, so cheesy. <laughs> I don't even know where. What was I talking about again? You just threw me. We right were talking off. about how rusty the game was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Both teams um, shaking it off, as it were. And um, yeah, Maybe first period, nothing really happened. Although Ehlers, and it's funny because uh, halfway through the period, I looked over at you, and uh, we both kind of agreed that Ehlers looked nervous. Remember? He did look nervous. Right. And and it seemed like he was having trouble handling the puck. He didn't seem as fast as, as I was kind of expecting him to be, or maybe that mm-hmm. anyone was really expecting him to be. However, he was really the only Jet taking shots on Backstrom. He had four in that first period. Well, he had a really solid... Yeah, you know, the funny thing is that he had four... Did he have four shots after the first period? I know yeah. he had four shots after the second period. Yeah, he didn't get any shots in the second, which he was weird. He didn't get any shots in the third either then, because he finished the game with four shots. Did he? Yeah, he did. I wrote it down as part of my stats package. That's interesting because, and, and it was funny because I, I thought that he looked more confident. He did, as, but but he didn't get any shots. Well, That's he had so breakaways weird. too. Like, and he got robbed on a breakaway or two. Was that and him? I thought now, that was you know what? That was I think he had. He must have had. No, no, he had one breakaway for sure. He tried to go five hole and Backstrom just shut the door on him. Hmm. Uh, but so I think I don't know that uh, he had four shots in the first period. I'm not sure that's correct. No, it is. You sure? Yep. Because I could have swore he had a breakaway in the second period. I'll check my robbed. check my stat sheet. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I wrote down. I'll after, check my uh, stat sheet. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't save it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I deleted it or something. You deleted so it. You're not saving I don't those. Care. I don't fucking. I don't care. <laughs> Just a fucking stat sheet. I don't fucking care. Quote quote from <laughs> from Jordan quote of the Asla. day. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I uh, I almost called you the wrong name there. I don't even you know what I was about to call that you. That would have been the second time that's happened to me today. Leslie uh, in the, uh, what do you call it, equipment office called me Jason? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. done that a thousand well, times. Well, last year, you called me Jason? Yeah. Like, well, you got uh, Zach, which I think is hilarious. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I, I, you and Jason used to hang out in first semester. Well, not, not maybe not hang out, but you'd sit together yeah. at least. And so, like, Jordan, Jason, both names start with a J. You guys were always sitting together. I couldn't tell you two which one was actually Jordan and which one was Jason for, like, the first month. 
And then just out of <laughs> habit of my own confusion, I kept calling you Jason uh, after yeah. a while. Uh, Emily called me Jason once and I didn't let her forget it. I called, yeah. I called her out on it a few times. <laughs> and it's even, and well, it's she used to stare at me and be like, you go. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. my name is Jordan. Yes. Jordan <laughs> will go. Please know my name. See, but at least, at least you got confused by a name that was someone who sat beside you. I got confused with a name of someone who wasn't even in our section and I don't even think is in Cree anymore. He's not anymore. No, he dropped out. He quit. Yeah. So. So yeah, that was that was a strange one. Yeah, for the me. connection between you and Zach is pretty tenuous at best. I for like com- confusing me with Jason isn't like confusing us as people. It's just confusing my name as being Jason. Yeah, which, which is easy to do, really. I have a kind of a funny story about that. So Ooh, I mean, Joanne tell. also screwed up. She called me Jason. I think once too. Um, I so it was like five or well, no, it was maybe like three or four. Some anyway, some number of years ago, I was playing a summer beer league hockey, and the uh, captain of the team called me Jason five times in a row. And I corrected him each time. <laughs> and on the fifth time, I just decided to give up. And for the rest of that summer league, uh, I was Jason. <laughs> I was Jason Hasselbeck. So, yeah, no. That's too so funny. So I, 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 uh, I know what it's like to be a Jason, I guess. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really great story. And my girlfriend calls me Jay for short, which doesn't really make any sense because... That seems like a shortcut for Jason, though. It does. That's, well, that's yeah. the thing, right? I got, a, I got a buddy who I golf with sometimes. His name is Jason Sweet. And... Uh, Jason Sweet, wow, what a name. I know, right? If I was named Jason Sweet, I'd be like the most suave bar star dude. That's what I mean. Like, I'd be picking up chicks left, right, and center. Yeah, well, you know, either way, uh, so we call him Jay. That's it. Yeah, I mean, Jay is like, well, the thing is, like, you think about the sound Jason Jay. Jordan Jay. I guess there's a kind of, but it's like more tenuous. Jason Jordan. Maybe maybe you could be called Joe. You could be called Joe for short. Yeah. Jordan, right? Joe? Jo- Joe. <laughs> I'm going to call you Joe from now on. Go ahead. Call me Joe all you like. Camera right is uh, Joe Hasselbeck. That's actually, that, that kind of rings, you know? Okay. You, you were saying yesterday you wanted a, a shorter name because you were like lazy. You were writing out your name on like some paper or something. You're like, man, I wish I had a shorter name. That's true. I did. Well, now more, I just gave you it, one. It's more or less <laughs> just my name being Jordan Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck's kind of a, well, that's an eight-letter name. Let's call you Joe Hassel. I got yeah. When I write out my full name, I have to write a total of uh, fourteen letters, and that's just too much for me. I could use like I don't know seven, six, something like that. Yeah, letters, guys, they're hard. Letters are a lot of words, you know. <sighs> just trying to save time. Anyway, talking that, about the Jets and then Rust. That was a trying tangent to get back to and it. a half. Yeah, right we totally yeah. we talked about Jay and Jason and all. That. I don't even know how we got started on that. <laughs> Quality stuff though. <laughs> bringing it back though, bringing it back. Yeah. Um, so his first period sucked. Yeah. Nothing to talk about. There was literally nothing to talk no, about except for some people looking no. nervous. Burmistrov also, Burmistrov also looking nervous. Yeah, people always call me out on that one too. Um, who um, else did you? I I mean, I'd talk about Patan in the first and him being invisible, but he was invisible the whole game. Yeah, he was pretty much invisible the whole game, and and it kind of you know that, that seems to be the story uh, with me uh, for. For me, with him, um, even going back to uh, last year's uh, training camp when I went and dropped in a couple days in a row, um, Patan looked like he was trying really, really hard to impress uh, management and coaching mm-hmm. staff, and and it resulted in him kind of falling over and overplaying the puck and you know mishandling it. That he just looked like he was trying really hard to impress, and this game. It almost seemed like it was the opposite. Like he was um, maybe trying to dial it back and play. And I know Paul Maurice. Yeah, maybe uh, a defensive style. Is that what you're getting could, at? Well, no, no. I mean, Paul Maurice was alluding to uh, a lot of the young guys needing to buy into their systems. Not necessarily play like Nick Patan's game, mm-hmm. but Nick Patan needs to play the Winnipeg Jets' game. So I, I think that maybe there might be a little bit of struggle there for him trying to adapt to that because That's, he's not he's not a he's not a quiet type of player. It's funny you bring up that and Patan playing into the Jets system, which I think is important for players to play into the system. I also think it's important for the system to adapt based on its players. Yeah, right? I mean there's gotta be a balance. Yeah, and I, I think that I was watching Ehlers play and uh, first period, whatever it's a scratch, he looked nervous. Second period he came out, he was not nervous, but he did play more defensively than what I've seen him play in junior. He looked like he was very much like he was fifty fifty defense offense. As the game progressed, he went on to be sixty forty and maybe seventy thirty. He put you know, he skated a little bit harder towards the uh, offensive end, had some breakaways, good positioning, a good I thought he had pretty good speed at some points in the game too. Uh, I think Ehlers is a, there's a good shot for him. I think he's a little bit light for a guy. But, but like, you know, I, I, I was saying that too, but, um, I mean, there's a lot of other examples of players who are 
completely under well would have been completely underweight 10 years ago you know yeah. pre-lockout but it is a bit of a different game now and i think i think maybe you know there there might be room for there a, might be. for a 160 pound weakling I, in the nhl i, I get that i will take <laughs> i will take Ehlers uh and his 160 pounds over um nick patan and his scared looking 5 foot 9 stature i think that patan fits in okay in the junior game where guys are a little bit smaller but not so well in the NHL game. He's just too small for it, I think. And, and like, I, small guys can play in the NHL level. Like, uh, I mean, Martin St. Louis is a great example of that. I don't see Patan doing that right now. I mean, he can, sure he can learn about it, but he might need a role model, someone to talk to about that, right? And I don't know that he's really got it on the Jets. It's a pretty big team. Perot's pretty small, though. He plays pretty good for his size. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of Brendan Lemieux? Well, he hit. He hit a few times. Yep. Thought he looked good. Yeah, he started playing the body there. Yeah, I didn't think he did a lot more other than those couple of little hits. Uh, you know, first game, whatever. We're gonna get a, a little look at him, hopefully uh, in the upcoming upcoming games. Yeah, so. and we'll get a better look at him tonight too, because uh, oh. he'll have that first game rust taken off of him, and um, and um, yeah, uh, I I kind of I I expect good big things from him. Uh, do you think he'll play in the I, A I though? Hope so. Uh, I could see that. I could see him playing in the A for sure. I don't see him making the NHL team right away. No, I don't. I don't see it really personally. But you never know. Hey, maybe he stands out and looks really great in this uh, preseason, and earns himself a spot in the roster. Yeah, maybe. So eh? whatever it is what it is. I'd see him him making the team over over a guy like Raffle. Um, although I I did I did actually like what I saw from Raffle. He he had a breakaway, and I think he had another scoring chance. Uh, somewhat after that too. Actually, the goal that was taken away because the net got knocked off his moorings was that not Raffle who knocked it in off of uh, Backstrom? It was. It was. Yeah. So, so I mean, he 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 seems to have a good net presence. I actually liked Raffle's play. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He I, and I don't. I didn't even know who I, he was. I, I didn't know who he was either. <laughs> yeah. I think he might have a spot. He might have a real good spot on this AHL team. He could be a guy to watch on the, uh, the Moose this year. Yeah. Yeah. He I really think. Could. Assuming I don't know how old he is, he might go back to junior. Mm, that's a good point. I'm not sure. And didn't he come? What's did, his name? Uh, Raffle. Uh, yeah, no, J- uh, Tom, Thomas. I think Tom, Thomas, Thomas right? Raffle. Yeah. Uh, I think he came straight from one of the Finn leagues, or one, I mean, one of the Scandinavian leagues. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if that is the case, then he'll end up. Yeah, he's twenty. Oh wow, he's twenty nine years old. So he'll be. Uh, he'll be a moose for sure. He's twenty nine. Yeah. 29. Holy shit! What the hell? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess he just a lot of guys do that. They would play in the elite leagues in Sweden or Finland or wherever, and then uh, they decide over. they want to get paid a couple more bucks, so they move uh, to North America and play so in our league. Yeah, and then they come right? come play in the minors. Yeah, he'll yeah, you know, and in that case, he'll be a really good uh, addition to the Moose. Um, he might also think that he's got a really good shot too uh, at making the NHL squad. Maybe that's why he came over too, right? I mean, wouldn't he be one of the one of the oldest rookies in history? Twenty nine year old rookie. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes, though, right? I mean, Corey Schneider, I think he was, like, 27 when he had his rookie season. Was he, yeah? Maybe 26, yeah. Well, because he played a lot of time for the Moose, and so he was technically a rookie uh, when he started splitting time with Luongo this could be years this, ago. This could be really interesting. So, uh, and to, be, a... to not be considered a rookie, you need to, like, if you play under 10 games in a season, you're still considered a rookie the next year. I think that's the number. Maybe it's 20. No, it's got to be 10. So... Also, it affects your contract in a way, in a funny way too. Uh, so here's an interesting thing about Raffle. I got him up here uh, last year in the for Salzburg EC, which I guess is the Austria uh, Austrian uh, Hockey League. Which, did you say whatever? Did you say Salisbury House? Salzburg EC. I know, right? <laughs> um, he scored 26 goals and got 27 assists uh, in 52 games. Seems like okay numbers. I don't know a lot about that league, but uh, and plus minus a plus ten, got twenty penalty penalty minutes throughout the season. Fifty three points. It's a pretty good season, I think. I think a lot of those, a lot of those European leagues. uh, A guy for a third liner. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think uh, just for comparison wise, I think a lot of those European leagues can be compared to like the CHL here. Well, his teammate playoffs too. He played thirteen playoff games and uh, scored five goals and four assists. Playoff numbers. Those are not bad. That's good playoff numbers. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's no Ehlers playoff numbers. He uh, with with the Mooseheads yeah. last season. He he led all all players. Was it in the C or was it in the ECHL? I well, it wouldn't be the ECHL. It'd be the uh, Q. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Q, the Q, the, the Q. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I, I'm not sure if it was the Q or if it was the ECHL. But but interesting Either about way. that is they went out to what in the second round, and he still he still held the points the points lead. Uh, he's just the that good. Yeah, honestly, he's just yeah. that good. So. Uh, not that much to talk about as far as like studs go in the game. Like you know, there's no. not a lot to talk about for Bufflin, Wheeler, uh, Shafley. You know, those guys are gonna make the team. Nothing to yeah. say. Lad and Little didn't dress. Obviously, they'll dress tonight. Because, well, they yeah, they, yeah, they'll dress there because they're in Edmonton. That? That's why they didn't dress tonight. 
Oh, okay. So I was thinking it might be because they wanted to give guys like uh, you know Armia and Raffle. Yeah, Armia uh, was another guy too. What do you think of Armia? Again, like this this game wasn't really a good uh, a good um, uh, what would you call it like a, a good a good way to judge uh, a lot of these guys because like nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, Thorburn almost got into a tilt though. He did. Guy who he almost got in a scrap with uh, wanted no part of it, though. Oh, yeah. He, Probably he, for his uh, own sake. He, he backed, though. He knew better. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it during the game there. Yeah. We said, uh, you know, not too many. Uh, Do you remember who that was? I can't remember who it was. He was a rookie, though, on the other team. He was a rookie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a young guy, so. Thorburn's going to introduce him. Yeah, introduce him <laughs> to his fist and his nose. Uh, and his, oh, the nose jokes are back. The nose jokes are back. <laughs> this week on... Uh, oh, I was going to say not even the press box. This week on the Crossover Sports Show, the nose jokes return. Or or even <laughs> this week on Thorburn's nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week on Thorburn's nose, a little bit of blood. Yeah. yeah a little bit. Wow, that was a bad one. That was really, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I tried to laugh for you, but. Uh, no, it's okay. I'd rather not have pity laughs. Yeah, no. Um, all right. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Real quick. Uh, Pavlik played well. Oh yeah, Pavlik. Oh, to Hellebuck he too. Played actually, I think Pavlik played really well. He made some real nice glove stops, and, and Hellebuck played really well too. How about how about Hellebuck's right before Man. Minnesota scored in overtime there? Um, Red cross crease save. Oh wow, was that Maybe. ever impressive? Like how mm-hmm. how is it not the toughest decision? Uh, I mean, obviously Hutchinson played really well last season, and I think he's probably earned that spot. But how tough is it to have a guy like Hellebuck too, who you know can perform at a high level? Yeah, uh, and and really like, do you give him a shot this season, like a couple games? Like, what would you do with that? At the NHL level, I don't unless one of the guys gets hurt. I think you just play him in the AHL and let him tear it up and have a great season and see if the Moose can go far because I think they might be able to with the, like this roster that they seem to have right now. That was that was two. Are you counting that? That was two voice cracks. That two, was only one. That I was two. One. It was like a flutter. All right, fine. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll okay, you so one. much twelve. <laughs> um, no, I think they got a really good shot at going far, going places this year. The Moose do, and I think that Calabuck's a big part of it. We have oh, great yeah. depth and goal. Oh, God, yeah. Great depth and yeah. goal. Actually, here's a fun uh, thing. So when we made that trade away and we traded Zach Kasdorf to the Buffalo Sabres, he uh, he became their number one goalie prospect. Really? Now, what does that say? Does that say that Zach Kasdorf is a, a good goalie and that we really had just way too much depth and goal? Either. Or does it mean that Buffalo just has absolute garbage when it comes to goaltender or maybe somewhere in the middle? Uh, I think I think it um, I think it might be somewhere in the middle, but I also think that um, maybe it speaks a little bit to uh, the scouting quality in in Buffalo. Maybe not up to not up to par. Oh, they're in a rebuild. I actually don't know that Buffalo even finishes in last place this season. I think that's Toronto. You oh so you you're saying you don't <coughs> think that uh, Toronto's in a rebuild? Finish. They're going to have a really terrible season. I think Buffalo might. I don't think Buffalo's making playoffs. They did pick up that one dude though. Uh, that really really you know decent coach. Uh, What's his name again? There, Mike Babcock. No, well, you did, how much of a difference do you think Toronto uh, Babcock can make in Toronto? That's a hard one to say though, because Mike Babcock's taking teams in Detroit that uh, you know I don't think are anything special, and he's turned them into playoff teams. I don't think they're. I would never consider all of those teams uh, Stanley Cup contenders, but playoff teams nonetheless. Um, I don't know. I think that part of that too is because Mike Babcock also had his hand in like drafting the depth and stuff when it comes to uh, the the players that he had. And I don't think that he's had enough time in Toronto to do that himself. So mm. I don't think he makes a big difference right now. I think Mike Babcock's a long play. And you're going to see this year. It'll be interesting because by the end of the year, when the Leafs don't make playoffs and they finish in last place in their conference, because that's what I'm predicting, will... You heard it here. Yeah, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> will, will the fans in Toronto be so happy by having Mike Babcock? Is that a relationship that's going to end? Can can Leafs fans ever actually be happy though? They can be happy. Can they? Yeah, Leafs fans are the same fans that are Blue Jays fans that are, uh, well, not Argos fans because nobody watches Argos football. Um, not in Toronto. Not anyway. in Toronto. Definitely not in Toronto. Uh, and the same fans that like are, are into the Raptors, kind of. I mean, they're not actually necessarily the same people, but they're, it's the same fan base basically. They are fair weather fans. I mean. Leafs games will sell out every game, and they'll talk about it no matter what, whether it's good or bad. But that's just because there's like 5 million but people in if, the Toronto area. If things are going well, for example, here's the thing. Leafs win their opening game of the season. They're on track to have a perfect season. They're on track to make the playoffs if they win their first game of the season. You'll hear that kind of crap. Of course I you mean, will. not seriously as jokes, but it is seriously how Toronto fans will see it. Yep. The Leafs lose three games in a row, blow it up. Everything's going down in flames. They'll be on pace, and that's one of my favorite, one of my on favorite ones. On pace. They'll be on pace to have their either best season 
on <laughs> like in recordable history yeah. or their worst, right? And I, that was the thing. I remember totally right. right. And this is a bigger sample size, but I remember like f- six or seven years ago, the Ottawa Senators came out to like a, I want to say sixteen and three or sixteen and two uh, start, which is a great start, right? No doubt about it. But they yeah, were like, I remember this, that they're on pace to set all kinds of records and to like finish like. Just you know, have the most wins ever in NHL history in a season. At end of the season, I think they finished in fourth or fifth place because they kind of went on a down slope. Some injuries hit them, and they actually ended up getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah. So you know, hey, guess what? For first half of the season, it's pretty important. Uh, you know, third quarter of the season, also pretty important. But guess what? The final quarter of the season, that's the most important part. That's why the LA Kings are a Stanley Cup contender every year, even if they're not in the playoffs. All they got to do is squeak in. They're a playoff team. They play well in the playoffs. Totally agree. And um, just getting back to the on-pace thing, um, I think, and uh, don't quote me on this, but I think that uh, Drew Willie was on pace to, you know, shatter all the all the yards records, all the touchdown records, and win the Grey Cup. Yeah, well, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Was on, on pace? On pace. <laughs> on pace doesn't mean on pace doesn't mean anything. It's, no, it doesn't. It's just one of those say, things that people like to say. Anyone can say anyone's on pace for absolutely anything. Because it could happen. You never know. It's, everything's anything possible, I guess. We'll file you know. that under the Corsi rug. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to the rug. Um, my favorite stat. So any other comments about this game real quickly? Yeah, three on three. I want to talk oh, yeah, three on three. Um, we actually saw... Um, is it fair to say that that's the first example of three on three that we've seen this year? I don't. Well, I don't know. Us I personally, don't, yes. I yeah, don't in know Winnipeg, about other games, in, I haven't been paying enough attention. It's like it's hard enough to pay attention to the NHL season normally. Oh yeah. Never mind preseason. So especially much. Especially because going there's lots on, of games yeah. like you know I'm just using a random two teams as an example. As St. Louis and uh, Florida play each other, that's not going to be broadcast on TV. No. Minnesota didn't have a, a TV team with them today. The only reason there was a TV team is because well. Jets fans are ravenous. They'll watch any hockey they can get. Yep. And B, uh, TSN really needs to fill content because they don't have rights to hockey anymore except for uh, Jets and uh, Habs. It's funny. We were, ta- Habs, uh, we're, we're, we were talking about that a couple hours ago, too, about how uh, losing rights to hockey in Canada signifies the downfall of your— We are talking uh, about that with CBC. The, yeah, CBC. I mean, that's that, that's the first kick right there. And uh, yeah. and I, I threw the idea out that TSN might be headed the same way, but you don't agree with that. Um, not totally. I think that there is always hope for TSN. I think that they actually do a good job. I think they just plain and simple are better than Sportsnet. I think Sportsnet, for the most part, they're— Sportsnet, like, do you ever watch Sportsnet Central or Sportsnet Connected? Um, yeah, I mean, when, when hockey's on it. <laughs> do you, Would you prefer TSN or Sportsnet? I, I definitely prefer TSN. Me too, and yeah. it's and I've watched Sportsnet try to get into it. Don't like the personalities, don't like the way they do it. Just yeah. It's just... It's different. And it's I almost got like a douchey vibe to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, Maybe they're like the hipster older brother for <sighs> TSN or something like that. I don't you know. know. <laughs> I, I just, I, to me, I just like, they just seem douchey to me. And I realize this is something that could maybe come back and burn me. But that's my view of them right now. I'd love it if that wasn't the case, but it's my problem with o- them right Opinions, now. people. They don't represent no, and, uh, the overall and, opinion of, of either Red River College, Jordan Hasbeck, or Crossover Sports. Well, they represent the way I feel right now, but that doesn't mean that's how I'm always going to feel. And I'm totally open. I'm like, I don't have like some sort of a, I hate Sportsnet forever vibe. I don't. I just, at this moment in time, I think that it could get a lot better. I love James Sabalski. I don't care about anyone else as far on that as far as those personalities go. And, and I, I think it's fair to say, I mean, uh, we both prefer uh, the TSN broadcast, especially when oh, yeah. when, when, yeah. when the Jets are involved. I mean, Dennis Bayak and Shane Knighty, those two are, are probably my favorite uh, two call, callers. Even and, and I think the fact that uh, Bayak uh, screws up names often, that just that just seals it for me. Does I mean, he? Like, yeah, <laughs> does, I don't notice that, he? Yeah, he does. Hmm. He does. I've ca- I caught him a few times. Uh, not obviously I like, caught him like, hey, you you screwed up this guy's name, but like I, I caught it. That happens all the time on American uh, games. Yeah. Uh, sometimes TSN will rebroadcast like a uh, uh, Bruins Rangers game mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be like, you know, the American feed and it'll be like, they'll say Lusick like uh, oh, yeah, like Lucid. how Don Cherry does, right? It's like, oh, God, guys. Yeah, Don like, Cherry's he, the best for It's that. like, this isn't a fourth liner, dude. This is like a first, second liner. You got to get his name right. <laughs> like, don't say Bifuglian. <laughs> don't say Bifuglian. Just uh, don't do it. My dad loves saying Bifuglian. Oh, it's hilarious. It's just one of those bad jokes that you just die. Yeah. So. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about three on three. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. I see why the league is doing it. Uh, it opens things up. It's really offensive. It was exciting. I mean, it, it was kind of exciting, and it was definitely back and forth, and the Jets had a lot of chances, and so did so did Minnesota. But I agree with Paul Maurice, uh, what he was saying post-game. Um, <coughs> there's really no strategy to doing it. It's you throw your, your top three guys out, and you, you're going to get your chances, and they're going to get their chances. And I then, like that, though. And then you switch. 
and there's no there's no strategy to it. And, and I think that even even in the four on four, I was getting bored with it because it was kind of the same thing, only to a little bit of a lesser degree, uh, one person of a degree to be exact. But but yeah, I mean, taking taking that extra guy off, it's just a it's an all out slugfest. But you know what? That's awesome, man. And if you are a coach and you cannot adapt to three on three hockey, you got a problem. Well, and because and, you and, need to adjust to the game. Yeah, the game doesn't no, adjust I, to you. You I, adjust to the game. I agree with that. And, and it's your job. And and Maurice Maurice alluded to that too. He's like he's like we're gonna have to see how it goes and everybody's gonna there's gonna be an adjustment period and obviously the strategy will come into it but it's gonna be more of line changes and winning faceoffs yeah. that's gonna be the strategy it's not gonna okay. necessarily be like drawing X's and O's and coming up with plays because and, and really that's just the less part, options out there yeah that's what I mean and that's the part of hockey that I really love the most as a strategy oh, I, it. I disagree I love the pure skill yeah I mean don't get me wrong I love the I love the skill too but I mean that's what the skills competition's for. Let's be real. No, I'm not a not, fan of. I'm not a fan of the shootout either. I'm not a fan of the shootout for sure because it's not. It's not authentic. It's like manufactured. It's a manu. <laughs> it's a manufactured break or uh, breakaway. You in three on three. There's more breakaways. That just happens. It's still an authentic breakaway. There's still a player breaking away from another pack of players. That's fair. Right. It's it's just ah, it's just better. I don't know. I I like so often you see like raw great skill get bogged down in strategy and it just sucks to watch. I, I it's honestly the Minnesota Wild sure they're a good hockey team but god they are boring to watch. They're so fucking boring. Yeah, they were pretty boring. Uh they were pretty boring last Right? Year, and too. unfortunately the Jets played like them. They made it they was they were both being boring, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like, like we said, uh, the Jets aren't exactly a thrilling team either. Under Claude Noel, they were a more exciting team than Paul Maurice. But I'll take wins over excitement when it comes to my favorite team. When it comes to watching just good hockey, I'd rather watch two teams slug it out. You know, what? I, don't, I don't agree with that. I thought that um, the Jets had a lot of <clears throat> a lot a lot of uh, exciting offensive surges, but it is a defensive a defense right. first. Uh, but that, like, they're a big, strong team, and they hit. And that, to me, is like equally as exciting as a breakaway. I like that too. Yeah, I get that. I just you watch. Uh, here's a great example. You watch the Islanders and the, the uh, Pens play. Just two offenses just going at each other offensively. Even if they're not scoring, it's super exciting. The Habs are a great example of this. Mm-hmm. They are an offense. Well, they might argue and say they're defense first, but like there's a lot of offensive mind going on there, yeah. and it's exciting to watch. I wouldn't say they're defense first. I say they're goaltending first. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you got a guy like Carey Price, yeah. you you are automatically goaltending first. But but this also plays into kind of what I was saying is that the Habs being offensive first, they always die out in the playoffs. They yeah. run out of gas. I think. I think what they lack Maybe. is is a really big body. You but, know, they need a guy like Dustin Buff. Would you say? Okay, so how about let's look at the two teams that made it to the final last year. Would you say that the Lightning and or uh, Hawks are defense first teams? Um, so I definitely wouldn't say the Lightning are. No, they're they're probably a, they're a young first speed too. team. I mean, Bishop Bishop is so good that they can get away with having a little bit of a. Uh, uh, more of an offensive look to them. I actually don't think Bishop's that good. The Hawks, though, he's big. Well, Bishop Bishop stood on his head against New York. He, did, yeah. he wasn't all that good against the Hawks, though. But the Hawks—he was hurt. The Hawks are an all-round team, right? I mean, you got guys like Seabrook and Keith, and um, I know I'm missing one other big name back there too. On uh, defense, Jalmerson. Yeah, Jalmerson. Oh, yeah, well, the pizza man. Oh, do is not a. Hey man, not, it's a two-time a, Stanley Cup winner. Well, look at the team. So is Lad. Well, not two-time. Actually, he three is a two-time. Yeah, he's a three-time winner. Is he a three-time? Uh, yeah. Who's the third? I know he's got the the Carolina Hawks. And the Carolina. Hawks. I think he does have a third. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think you're wrong on that one. It could be. But um, yeah, um, yeah. The Hawks. He the, also won both those Stanley Cups on the third line. But whatever. Well, that, see, and that's what I mean about Oduya. Well, he <laughs> you know was on the mean? second line, and he played big minutes too. Yeah. They like Oduya there, and I think that the support that he gets is part of what makes him so much more useful in that system. I didn't. I didn't like him here. He didn't, I didn't like he, him here either. I was yeah. glad when he was gone. In I fact, I wouldn't want him back now. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the Hawks. I think. I think. I think you could call them a defense first team. Um, they've definitely got the the chops on the blue line to be a defensive first team. The mm-hmm. Preds are a good example of a defense first team. Um. Yeah, I guess. I don't focus on the Preds that much. Well, I think you kind of have to a little not focus, but you gotta you gotta be mindful of them uh, every single year because they are always a threat and they're in our division. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Anyway, uh, maybe we should probably move on from last from the game NHL. to this next game. Uh, oh yeah, we could do a quick preview. Uh, well, we could even want. just like cover it real quickly, real briefly. Yeah. So, like, what do we got to say? Uh, well, we're playing in games Edmonton tonight in Edmonton, Edmonton eight o'clock place, start. And TSN you said three. McDavid's not gonna be dressed. Talking at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
McDavid is not going to dress tonight, which means presumably the Oilers' next game is on Friday here in Winnipeg, which means presumably McDavid will play in Winnipeg for his first preseason game this uh Whatever, man. I wish I was. Season. I wish I was working that one just so that I could see in person. McJesus, the, no, see if he's got no, the halo. No, no, not at all. I was gonna say so that I could see the hype, uh, not manifest itself because I really don't think McDavid's Dude. everything that they're chopping him up to. I be. think especially in preseason. I think especially in preseason he's gonna rip it up. I he don't. is. Well, see the thing is, so he just he's heads, hands and feet and all this nonsense. <laughs> Uh, above other players. Uh, <laughs> hands, hands and feet, yeah. Yeah, hands and feet and heads all above these other players. I think the um, actual saying that you were looking for was head and shoulders, wasn't it? That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> but, uh, you know, stuff. And things. And things. Um, no, but, like, he, he's clearly a lot better. Oh, we interrupt this uh, podcast with a phone call for Sean. Who is it, Sean? Put him on the air. Uh, that'd, that'd be my girlfriend. Or don't put him on the air. Yeah, no. That's totally fun. No, we won't do that. That's funny that she just calls you in the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh, hi, honey. Yeah. Can she we call, pick up she, some cabbage? She <laughs> Pick up some cabbage. She calls periodically to uh, check in on what I'm doing. And oh, yeah. Make sure that I go grocery shopping tonight. That's probably why she's calling. Hey, we got to go grocery shopping. You know, yeah. Okay, buy some right. cabbage. Yeah, buy some cabbage. <laughs> the joys of uh, having having your own uh, bills and stuff. Okay. Anyway, uh, quickly, hands, feet, hands, feet, and all these things above every other player in the CHL. He is clearly better than everybody he played against in junior. Yeah, no argument here. And I think that in preseason, he is going to be playing against a lot of his former CHL comp- uh, you know, teammates and competitors, yeah, like that, people he's playing against. Point. And he's going to destroy them. Come start of the season, you'll see a different story a little bit maybe, but yeah. I still think I think McDavid is, honestly, he is that good. He is going to have a huge impact on this team, more of an impact than Taylor Hall had has, more of an impact than Jordan Heberle, Ryan Eugene Hopkins, Nail Yakupov, all of them. He's going to be better than all those guys. There's uh, no question about it. You know what I just realized? I was talking about Eberle uh, last week, and mm-hmm. I, I called him Ekblad. Did you really? I did. I called him Ekblad. So I'm taking that one back right now. I'm correcting my mistake. I know it's a week later, but I did call him Ekblad, and that's not the right guy. Too late, bud. Yeah. Uh, Um, Anyway, so that's my comment on McDavid. Who do you think is going to win that game? You think the Jets are going to get their first preseason win against uh, Edmonton? Preseason? Doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction because I don't care. I don't know. Preseason is about watching players, not about watching for wins. Preseason, I got to go to my soapbox here real quickly. Preseason of football, too long. Two games maybe at most. Don't play any starters. People get hurt, waste of time. You've seen it this year in the NFL. You saw it in a little bit of the CFL too. Guys like Jordy Nelson in the NFL going down, missing the whole season with a torn ACL. Sure, it could happen in a regular season game, but guess what happened in preseason games? So his whole season is negated. Waste of time. Stupid. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Calvin Benjamin also. I mean, that happened in practice, but whatever. Um, anyway, preseason, too long. NHL preseason, better. Seven games is better. How many uh, do they play in the NFL? Four? Four, but keep in mind, too, how many players there are on a team in the NFL. Yeah. So And how long it takes to prepare for a game, too. So you're saying that you want to see the NFL drop it from four to two? I'm saying that, yes. Okay. Absolutely. That's fair. I could see that. Totally. Too many preseason games. When your season is 16 weeks long, 16 games long. Uh, they play 18 down south, don't they? They play 16, dude. Are you sure about that? Uh, maybe they do play 18. No, maybe it's, it might be 18 weeks. Give me a moment. 18 weeks with two buys? One buy. One buy? NFL only has one buy a season. CFL just adapted, uh, just adopted two buys. That's because they have an odd uh, season team. That's another voice crack. That's thirteen. <laughs> um, that's because they have uh, an odd number of teams, right? Yeah. So they have to do that because every week there's a team that has to not be playing. Um, so whatever. Anyway, uh, we we could use that as a good segue to switch gears to football. Uh, we were both oh, yeah, working. Sure. Let's do that. We were both working uh, the rifles game on sun- well, Sunday. Was before it? we get to that, real quickly, one line here about the Bison's. The Bison's played uh, oh, yeah. on Saturday. They lost to the UBC Thunderbirds, fifty-one to forty-eight in a shootout. Only twenty-five thousand people in, a, or sorry, twenty-five thousand, twenty-five hundred people in attendance. Mm. Uh, they need more people out of those eh? games. Unfortunately, there are two and zero or zero and two to start the season. But uh, you know, exciting football. They uh, they're on the road this week. They play uh, the Alberta Golden Bears, which I got to talk about for a moment actually after this. I, I love that name, Golden Bears. I well, love here's that the interesting name. thing. I'll, ca- I'll cut to it real quickly here. Uh, the women's team is called the Lemurs. The Lemurs. Yeah, the women's team has. Uh, oh no, they're called the Pandas. They're called the Pandas on the land. Lemurs. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So, like, why have the men's and women's teams with different names? I don't get it. Why would they do that? Mm. Maybe because pandas isn't tough enough for a male football team. Here's a team. question. Here's a question. Oh, that comment. I'd love to give that to the broad pod. Here's a question for the broad pod. 
Very quickly, we should cut this out and send it to him. Is the fact that the uh, University of Alberta, the fact that their men's team is the Golden Bears and the women's team is uh, the, what is it? You said pandas. Pandas, right. Is that sexist? Mm, good question. We're gonna that get is something broad- for the broad pod to figure out. I'm going to cut that from this clip and I am going to send it to them because yeah, I am really curious. We're going to gonna send that to, to them and we're going to get them to produce a nice little feature that we will then feature on our show <clears throat> next week. And anyway. You'll get, you'll get a feminist point of view on mm-hmm. sports. Next uh, is next, always fun. Next home game, Friday, October 2nd, uh, starting at 7 p.m. They play against the Regina Rams. You know, it's pff, Regina. You always got to beat the city that sounds like fun. <laughs> is that sexist? It's rhyme like fun, <laughs> rhymes with fun. That might um, be sexist, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and that's, oh, sorry, that's uh, that's game three of their uh, season for home games when it, comes, when it comes to home games. They only have four home games a season, so get show up. There's only four games a season to go to. Well said. Yes, show up to the CIS football games. Totally uh, do it, it. It's good football. Also, show up to the rifles. Uh, rifles games too. It's it's really cheap. I think game day tickets are like ten ten bucks. Yeah, they're they're nothing, and it's good yeah. football. It's, it's exciting it's, stuff. It's good Although football. Although this most recent game was kind of a blowout. Um, yeah, a little bit of a blowout. Um, what, what was the final score? Forty to twenty or something like that. Forty four to twenty. Uh, I can't I can't remember what the final score was, but. Um, um, still good football. I mean, Winnipeg obviously didn't get uh, the result that they wanted, and Coach Park uh, has has uh, an answer for that. So uh, listen to this clip right here. Okay, Coach, it was a tough loss. Uh, can you take me through it a little bit? Uh, yeah, you know, we started off strong, and then uh, you know we took some undisciplined play, made some undisciplined plays in the second quarter, and uh, you know they scored 28 points off of it, and you know we couldn't get back into the game from there. Is that what you're talking that up to then? Uh, bad penalties? Uh, penalties, mental mistakes. You know, they uh, they had some uh, great plays on fake punts and, uh, and fake field goals. You know, led to points, and we weren't uh, we weren't ready for that. What did you see from your guys that you liked? I liked uh, the, the fact that we didn't quit. You know, we just kept going and plugging. And uh, these guys are we're going to be a damn good football team. We are a very good football team. We're young, but uh, they're going to bounce back, and we're going to make a push still. Um, what do you got to work on for the next game for next week there? Uh, you know, Edmonton's going to be a, the Wildcats going to be a different team. So uh, we're going to take each each team differently. So we're going to we're not looking ahead right now, but uh, we'll prepare for them as we need to. Yeah. So uh, clearly uh, blaming uh, discipline, and there was there was a lot of uh, penalties in that game that the Rifles took a lot of offsides, a lot of. There were a couple holds, I think. Uh, wasn't there even a couple unnecessary roughnesses? Some bad penalties for sure. But you know what? Yeah. Actually, I thought that as much as the rifles were rough on penalties, uh, I thought their opponents, the uh, Thunder, were actually worse Yeah. for penalties. They took some really bad penalties, although they seemed to get o- be okay with it by the end of the game. Yeah, well, they've got a really, really good team. They're leading the Prairie Conference uh, right now. Um, I think they might only have one one loss, maybe one or two. Well, no, they've only played a few games, so mm-hmm. uh, they might even be undefeated. Um, let me quickly uh, quickly pull that up. But um, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of bad penalties in that game, and uh, the passing game, the passing game wasn't on. Uh, I know Rempel Rempel got pulled from that game, and well, he and came th- back in at the end too. Yeah, he did come back in, uh, that, and that was only because uh, Ibera. Wasn't getting the job done either. He threw three interceptions, including one pick six. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the passing game wasn't on. There was a lot of drop ball, uh, drop balls, incomplete passes, um, interceptions, and uh, a guy who did really well in the Calgary game, Odin Ogden, didn't have so much of a good game this time. He was dropping balls uh, out of the flat. What, what did you see from him? I thought that Odin Ogden played well. I thought he, he returned pretty well. Uh, that was yeah. Kind of that's one job. thing that good. he does do. Good. I thought Mikulov had some good kicks. I, I don't have much to say about uh, Ogden, to be honest. Uh, I thought Mikulov had some great kicks. To me, he's the star of the rifles, which is kind of funny because he's the kicker. He's the kicker, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he had some great kicks, and he also had some kicks that were very un mikulov like. Mm. Bad snaps. I thought his a lot of the snaps that he got were low snaps, which is unfortunate. But that was like when, that was a trend I noticed. And when you have yeah. a bad snap, it makes it, it makes it harder for you to get a good kickoff, right? Yeah, so they they have been having trouble with uh, uh, with, with long snapping uh, this season, from what I've seen. And uh, sorry, my it was my mistake. Uh, Regina Thunder's not undefeated; they're four and two. It's actually the Saskatoon Hilltops who are undefeated, and they team seem they to beat be in the first uh, week of the season. Yeah, they beat the Rifles first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, they seem to be a good team uh, year in year out in uh, the CJFL. Um, so I'd say watch out for them to uh, take the uh, national championship, and I think they did it last year too, didn't they? 
I don't remember. I, I don't know. I think I think they did. And you shouldn't be asking me. <laughs> Come on, you're the you're their play-by-play guy. I know. I was know. play-by-play for this game, and I got to <laughs> apologize because I was not great. Uh, the biggest problem I got to say though, I got got a little beef here. I got to bring up with the Ooh. rifles. Oh, that's, that's just weird. small, nothing big, nothing serious. I love their jerseys. They look great. Oh, it yeah. is nearly impossible to see the numbers on their jerseys because their jerseys are like steel black or something like that. I yeah, believe. Yeah, they're like, like gun, gun metal barrel. Gray. Yeah, something like that. Gun barrel, gun metal gray or something like that. Yeah. And their numbers are blue. They're like a dark it's royal like, blue. It's like trying to read black on black. It's, to, to be fair, I didn't have a problem seeing the numbers from up there. But You um, weren't up there. I was up there. Yeah, I was up there for the Colts game. Somewhat. When it rained, I had to run because my camera doesn't like the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was up there. But Either way. To uh, be fair, you do. You are half blind. It's a lot. Yeah, I am. I wear glasses. <laughs> um, it was. It was really, I found it very challenging to see numbers and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know. There you I, go. I, that's part of the reason beef. I did a crappy job, but. Whatever. <laughs> there you go, Jordan's beef. Um, Ian Lee had a touchdown, uh, had a touchdown reception in that game, and uh, uh, he's, looks good. He's second on the uh, on on the uh, receptions leaders list for the uh, Prairie Football Conference. Overall, as a team, it's we win and lose as a team, right? And it was just all the little things today. There wasn't anything that we did weren't doing wrong. It's just a bunch of penalties and stuff like that. Offense was there, defense was there. Hurt ourselves a lot on specials and stuff like that. It's just a little, a lot of little things like. We saw exactly how good we could be when we played Calgary. Um, so we're not worried. We're heading into Edmonton. We've got to prepare for that for sure. And we got to finish up the season four and four. The goal is just the playoffs, and that's kind of where we're headed from here. Some of those, like you say, like all, some of those, all those little things, are just, is that kind of one of the things about being a pretty young team? There's or, a lot of the times like it's thrown around that we're a young team and stuff like that, yeah. but that doesn't give us any excuse to be not disciplined and stuff like that. Um, as a receiving group and stuff like that, we went outside a bunch of times, which hurt us, took two TDs off the board. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of little stuff like that, right? It's, it's stuff, us shooting ourselves in the foot. It's nothing we didn't do. You know, it's, it's yeah. all that. So how do you guys go now and work on that? Um, as a team, we had, we had a team meeting uh, before the Calgary game, kind of just find our, our identity and stuff like that. It's this basically as a team come together and figure out, okay, well, how how good do we want to be, right? It's we got the potential, we got the talent, we got the coaching staff, we got everything we need. It's just how good do we want to be? It's just we're stopping ourselves right now. Let's uh, just take me through um, that one uh, that one touchdown you got there, and I think um, me and Jamie've yeah. got a lot of chemistry. We played in high school at St. Paul's together. Um, okay. We saw a bunch on film preparing this week. Uh, that uh, near the end zone, they play a little bit off inside and kind of run to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we figured that we had the edge on it, so he just kind of stepped back through it and trusted that I was going to be there. So, so yeah, uh, Ian Lee talking about um, you know the the youth of the team and uh, just as just as Coach Park uh, alluded to uh, earlier, um, it, it is a young team, um, <coughs> a lot of first years and a lot of second years, not many third and fourth years on this team. So, um, like Coach Park was saying, he's like uh, you know. It is a good team, and there are a lot of talented players on this team, but I think it's going to take a year, maybe two, until they're they're a competitor uh, in, in the Prairie Football Conference. And to be fair, uh, the PFC is one of the toughest uh, divisions in the CJFL year in, year out. Uh, a lot of times they do come away with the uh, CJFL championship. Yeah, you know, it's minor football. It's exciting stuff. Don't have a lot to say about it. Sound like a dumbass. What's your next game? When's their next game? Uh, I'm Sunday. I'm up right here. Sunday, they play Sunday. They play here at IGF, or are they yes, on the road? Yeah, they play at IGF. Uh, they're playing they play? Edmonton. I think the Wildcats. Edmonton's got two teams. Uh, let me just... I, I think they're. I think we're playing the Wildcats, and um, <clears throat> I believe that's a 1 o'clock start. Okay, so show up. Tickets are anywhere between 5 and $15, I believe. Sorry, that's a 12... 12 o'clock start yeah and uh i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure on the on the cost I, I think it's 10 bucks like really i can click right i got Ticketmaster right here in front of me there you go for an afternoon of football it's it's not gonna break your bank and it's uh it's decent football lots of big plays that's what i like about these kids there's lots of big plays it's not odd to see a running back break for 60 or 70 yards and score a major for sure, yeah yeah so it's definitely exciting football tickets are 17 25 oh okay well don't listen to me then uh yeah. Still, it's not that's, break and the that's, bank, though. That's after Ticketmaster uh, fees and charges too. It wouldn't be that expensive if it wasn't for Ticketmaster. Okay, so that's that's uh, that's total cost right there. Yeah, that's total cost. Total All cost. right, well, moving on. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the bombers? Oh yeah, we should have talked about the bombers. I guess. Well, what do you have to say? What do you think? Well, I mean that How game. That, that game, game. That game. You sucks. watched more of it than I did. I was busy calling a rifles game. Yeah, I uh, I had to PVR it and uh, and, and watch. So but, comments. Uh, I have nothing, honestly. Bombers look bad. 
That's all yeah, I have to say. I think I lost my game notes on that one. Oh well, you know, what do you do? Not like not like it matters. Um they really you know, shit the bed on that one. Upcoming um, game Friday, they play against Calgary. Do they play against Calgary? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to it, but I'm working it. So You're working that one, eh? Yeah. Mr. Pressbox intern. Mr. Pressbox intern. Sorry, Two that's press a little, boxes in a week. That's a little me doing Lenny Kravitz there. That's why we can't terribly. do uh, not even the press box anymore. <laughs> yeah, they play against the Stamps. Yeah, it's the 9-3 and three Stamps come to visit the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the 4-8 and eight Bombers, that is. Yeah. So. And, um, yeah, well, the Bombers got Ian Wild back, so mm-hmm. that that's a plus. So maybe do you think they'll put him at uh, middle linebacker and and, re- and replace uh, Sam Hurl? What do you think? No, I don't think there's going to be changes when it comes to that. I don't no. think that uh, Ian Wild has enough time to get the playbook down. He won't be – I don't think you'll see him in you this game. You don't think game. he'll play? Well, he might play. I think he'll play. He'll play. But he'll, I think he's definitely going to play special teams. I don't know that he's going to play too much uh, on the defense because, like, it takes time to get these things down. I know that Ian Wild's got history with the Bombers, but just – How much How much has the playbook changed since last year, though? That's a good question. I don't know. Wow, the defensive coordinator is different. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have Gary Echeverry anymore. That is true. Or was Gary Echeverry the offensive coordinator? No, no, he, he was, was defense, defense and yeah. uh, he he was he 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 was uh, he yeah. was the chaotic defensive coordinator there. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I th- I think you might see him. No, oh, they, well, they got to do something. Your prediction? You see him. My prediction? I don't. Yeah. So and Fair. maybe I'll just close Fair. my eyes when he's on the field, so I don't see him. <laughs> 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 you know, here's a quick thing about the Bomber game. So I saw an ad on TSN. It was on their website, and it was an ad for the Bomber game uh, to watch it on TSN. And it had uh, Bo Levi Mitchell and Drew Willie facing off. And I'm like, ooh. Hmm. Obviously, this was made at the beginning of the season because yeah. Drew Willie will not be playing. He's no. still out with an injury. So. Yep. But And um, Nichols almost got hurt. Jesus, did you see that? Yeah, it, it I, was a, it was I thought it was hit. dirty. I thought it was dirty. It was dirty. It was totally dirty. I heard people talking to you. They were like, no, nah, it was totally clean. He was good. He no. slid. I'm like, yeah, but you don't dive into somebody who's sliding. Yeah. Well, he slid, came to a stop. Then, uh, yeah. who is it, Chip Cox? I like to blame him. Either for way, <laughs> if you see him sliding, you do not. like no. a, a slide is the sign of a quarterback giving up. He is not going to run anymore. Play. He doesn't need to be touched. Nope. The ref blows the whistle. That's yep. it. Plays over. You don't tackle a quarterback. And the guy who did that to me sees no punishment. CFL, you should protect your goddamn quarterbacks yeah that guy should be fined or suspended maybe not suspended suspension's a big word for that play but he should definitely receive some sort of punishment because you need to protect your quarterbacks and that is not protecting your quarterbacks i'm okay i'm okay with a suspension in that in that uh, i am in too that scenario yeah i mean give him a game uh and and give him a give him a fine i mean it's, it's you gotta stupid. do something to send a message right you do because having, having guys like Durant and Willie and um um crompton and uh i think uh isn't um um Shit, what's his name there from Hamilton there? He's he's in Zach Loros is out. Yeah, he's out too. Star I mean, the, quarterback. Ricky Gone. Ray. Ricky Ray, with the best quarterback hands down in the league. These guys all went down. The only quarterback in the CFL, the only starting quarterback in the CFL who has not left a game because of injury is Henry Burris. That's eight quarterbacks on eight teams that have left a game because of injury. Yep. That's ridiculous. It that hurts is a huge the, problem. It hurts the brand. Totally. And, and it's at a time when the CFL is actually gaining traction in the States. And honestly, it makes it makes the football like shittier. It does. <laughs> I'd much rather watch Drew Willie than I'd watch Matt Nichols. No offense to Matt Nichols. I definitely watched Drew Willie before Brian Brom. That's my Brian Brom plug for the day. No look, Brom. Ugh. Look at the dirt. <laughs> um, I agree. It does make it. the and, and well so. said. It makes the football shittier. And it's unfortunate because, like, especially at a time right now where it's like I can choose between watching a Sunday football game on TSN, watching the Bombers play the Alouettes where they get spanked, or I can watch NFL football at any of essentially eleven different games at noon, and I can watch quality football. And you're and you're gonna pick. Uh, I'm NFL picking NFL all day long. I love 10, my Bombers, yeah. but guess what? I'm picking NFL over Bombers when it comes to that, especially with the way the season's going. Bombers were better if it was a more competitive game. Maybe I changed my mind. Maybe I flip between the two. But right now, I'm just flipping between different NFL games. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, I, and we've talked about the Bombers and how it's been 25 years. Well, it'll be 25 years this year, and in a primarily eight-team league now. Nine. We've talked about this to death, and I'm not going to argue with you about going to the NFL anymore because you know what? I don't really have a valid argument there besides no valid the fact argument. that I. I don't really like watching a, an offense have four chances, and that's really the only thing I have against the NFL. I get that, but it just it slows the game down too much for me. But whatever, that that's all I'll say about that. Um, Fair enough. I think we should leave it on that note right there. We're uh, we're almost at an hour, and we uh, we are out of time. You have class right away. So. I do. All right, uh, catch us next time. Yep. Thanks. Bye.
Oh, peace out. <laughs> you had to get that in there, you uh-huh. douche. Mm. Yeah. Sports, baby. It's kind of like... What he means to say is, it's It's kind of just just what what we we do. Check out Crossover Sportscast every Wednesday at 4, only on Red River, Red River, Red River Radio.